It can be easy to think of coaching as setting goals, taking action, taking those steps to create your dream life. And we do all of that. We help our clients with all of that because it is future-oriented, goal-oriented, get in your head in a different way, get in your body in a different way. It's all of that, I think, that makes coaching such a powerful modality. Hey, fellow nurses, welcome to the best place for you to learn all about nurse coaching. I'm Heather. And I'm Peter. We're co-founders of the Nurse Coach Collective, where we've helped thousands of nurses find more freedom and fulfillment by training them to become board-certified nurse coaches. If you want to help your patients prevent, treat, and reverse disease through holistic lifestyle coaching. If you want something more from your nursing practice, then head on over to Nurse Coach Collective. Together, we're transforming healthcare one conversation at a time. But for now, let's jump into today's episode. Hey, nurses and nurse coaches, welcome back to the Nurse Coach Collective Podcast. I am Heather, and here with me today is the powerful nurse coach, Amy Colombo, who is a graduate of the Nurse Coach Collective. Now, today, she is a confidence life coach a registered nurse, and a single mother of three boys. She utilized the pause of the pandemic to dive deep into her own healing of her self-sabotaging patterns, which stemmed from childhood trauma, depression, and rage. This changed her life and led her to her purpose and calling. Now, since then, she stepped away from her 23-year career in hospital nursing, and now she coaches people-pleasers, perfectionists, and high achievers to break free of their self-sabotaging patterns to live a life of confidence and courage. Amy's gift in guiding her clients deeply to their own power creates a profound experience of transformation like no other. And I am not surprised because a transformative nurse coach you are. Hey, Amy, welcome. Hey, Heather. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for that beautiful introduction. I loved it. It is beautiful. It is powerful. I mean, you can really feel from those words that you have done the work to get to where you are and that you are now reflecting that work out to your clients to really help them in a way that not only is very purpose-driven for you, but is highly impactful. I would agree 100%. And when I tune into my purpose in this lifetime, it really is to to do the work, to be my own living, breathing, walking testimonial of what's possible. I have this term called, you know, practice what you coach. You've heard practice what you preach. But for me, it's all about practicing what I coach. And I really do take it seriously in a way that it is a way of life for me. And I feel like that is the power. That is what makes somebody a powerful coach is actually doing the work. So let's talk about that. What does doing the work look like for you? Doing the work for me is really being with myself in my moment-to-moment experience, day after day, to meet myself where I'm at on a daily basis. So we're creating, we're working towards something, we have goals, we have things we're doing every day for ourselves, for our business, for our loved ones. And I'll say, and practicing self-compassion along the way, 
is, you know, for every everything I'm doing, everything I, I coach my clients to do, it's like, yeah, we're doing these things, but when we're failing or we're not doing them, that is your opportunity to learn and grow and to practice self-compassion. Really, that's what the work looks like for me. It starts when I wake up. It ends when I go to bed. Um, it does not mean that I don't feel uncomfortable emotions. As a matter of fact, I think really a lot of the work is learning to be with your uncomfortable emotions. Yeah. And I love what you said about meeting yourself where you're at and being with yourself, being with those uncomfortable emotions. And I think that perhaps I am witnessing a little bit of that in this very moment, because even right before we press the record button, I notice your entire physiology is shifting to meet yourself where you're at. I can see you're taking these deep breaths, which is allowing you to show up so powerfully and so eloquently. So tell me about what's what's going on over there for you right now. Right now, in this very moment, I'm feeling nervous, right? Because we're on a podcast interview and it's really excitement but it's nervousness and it all feels the same. So I'm just dialed in. I love that what it does for me is it helps me to focus in on you and this conversation. And I'm just naturally now, it's it's literally just, it's a part of who I am. I will naturally start breathing deeper and slower so that I could just be in my body <laughs> and hear the words that are coming out. Yeah. And sometimes people will say like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, actually I'm really good. This is what I do to help calm myself down. I am so okay. What you are looking at is me actively being okay in myself. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, that's how I ground myself and become present as well. So maybe let's take a deep breath together. I would love to. I love to audibly exhale and sigh too. It just Me too. <laughs> does Me too. the thing. <laughs> it's the grand release. <laughs> yeah, it really is. You know, I, I appreciate you sharing that there is some nervousness, that there is some excitement, that there is this energy in motion when you're showing up to do something that, you know, is outside of your day to day and maybe a little bit of that uncomfortable emotions that you were talking about. And it's important to, I think, share vulnerably that that is a part of your reality, because I think most of our nurses and nurse coaches would look at you and would look at your website and would listen to some of the other podcasts you've been on. And they'd be like, Nope. Amy has got it. She is right in her title, a confidence nurse coach. That means that she is confident a hundred thousand percent of the time she's got her emotions completely mastered and it's always been that way <laughs> but in reality i imagine you've had and are still on quite the journey with your own healing and your own growth yeah i love that you brought that up because confidence through emotional mastery it is literally the name of my program and the first thing that i tell the women is that emotional mastery does not mean in any sense of the word that you don't feel uncomfortable emotions. Quite the contrary. We are actually learning. I am teaching you a different way to meet those emotions, to be with the blahs, to be with the feelings of not enough, 
to be with the anger and the jealousy and to actually dive into the fear and the doubt and to learn how to disidentify from it and to be what it needs. Because really at any given moment, those emotions are kind of taking over, but we are so many different parts, you know, and the work of strengthening the confidence and courage is really being what the fear and the self-doubt need. So I always have the two hands up because I'm like, here's my fear and my self-doubt. Here's my confidence and my courage. And we're strengthening one and we're being what the other needs. We're not cutting it off or making it wrong or telling it to go F itself. Um, we're actually bringing love and compassion to, to all of who you are. This sounds like something that maybe you have personal experience with. Is that yeah. something that you would be willing to speak on a little bit in whatever realm you feel comfortable? Um, because I I love this concept and I would love to have something really real behind it so that our listeners can can anchor it, can truly kind of understand and appreciate what it is that you're talking about, how this confidence and emotional mastery go hand in hand through oftentimes being with these really hard, challenging feelings and hard, challenging moments in life. My biggest like aha moment where things shifted for me was I lived most of my life, more than 40 years, stuck in, <laughs> believe it or not, anger and rage. And I had a really harsh critic inside um, but my critic was very projective. So a lot of women have that internal critic that beats the crap out of themselves. I was beating the crap out of myself by projecting it out. So I was just so like, you know, and I just always felt like I was going to get found out. And there was this one time when I was healing through, you know, a, a little a little background. I, I'll just share. In 2019, I had a rock bottom moment. My anger and rage was bubbling and I could feel it. I had always kind of kept it under wraps, but it was bubbling and it was coming out and it was ugly. And I got into an argument with my mother and I ended up doing something I deeply regretted. I actually got physical with my mother and I hurt her and she left. She had lived with me for nine years. She left after that. And I was like, oh my God, like, what have I done? Like, what am I doing? Like, I can't keep this bottled up anymore. So I went right to the therapy office and said for the first time ever, like, I need to explore this anger and rage within me. I don't know where it comes from, but I just know I'm always angry all the time, whether I'm annoyed or impatient or just rolling my eyes or beating the crap out of my mother, like I'm angry and rageful, you know? And um, we dove into it, and at the root and origin of it was childhood trauma. So after that, got flooded with just tons of uncomfortable emotions, grief, shame, memories, the whole thing. And I'll never forget, I did my first mindfulness into the anger. And I had never done that before, Heather. Never. Like, I never dove into something to feel it that was uncomfortable. I was always binge drinking, exercising, over-exercising, 
You could take really healthy things and overdo them. Just overworking, you know, succeeding, achieving, doing whatever I could to not feel my feelings. Well, I dove into it. Mindfulness had me dive into it. And I remember it got stronger and bigger and like, whoosh. and what was underneath it? I will just tell you that night I cried myself to sleep in a fetal position because what came out, what was underneath that anger and rage was like shame. It was like all of this shame and grief. And that was the moment that I realized what was actually underneath it. And through feeling it that night, I remember the next day I thought I was going to wake up feeling terrible because I had just cried myself to sleep. But I actually felt neutral, like kind of neutral. And I just sort of like had never done something like that before. I was even a no crier. I cry every day now. <laughs> I'm just going to say I cry almost daily. I cry weekly for sure. I've already cried twice today. But I was like a no crier. I stopped crying at a certain point in childhood and prided myself on that. So through feeling the discomfort and through just being with it, I was able to actually understand it in a different kind of a way. And that's where the love and the compassion came in because it's like, oh my gosh, this is what's underneath my anger. And like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Like, I was actually feeling compassion for the sadness, the anger, and the rage. And that's that's where it all started. <laughs> it started from there and I have just deepened my journey throughout and it really is really is the heart of what I do with people because that was just that's the thing that has led me to be able to create my biggest and best life to go after the dream, you know. Yeah, Amy, thank you so much for sharing that and and I'm glad you had that pause and that moment where you said, "Okay, I'll I'll just I'll just share here." because I think that that really paints a picture of how deeply in it you were. And, you know, we humans, we have all different definitions of what our own, you know, unique and personal rock bottom is, but understanding that part of your journey, and how deeply you had to go into yourself and be with yourself while luckily receiving support around that, to then be able to communicate with those emotions in a totally different way, to understand them in a different way. I mean, it's, it's beautiful to listen to. It's so, so empowering. And, and then for you to show up here and say, and I'm still doing it because we're all works in progress. And humans, we have this tendency to do exactly what you said, right? When, when life gets hard, when emotions are not positive ones, we like to put up our walls. We like to distract ourselves. We like to numb ourselves out in some way because why? Why do we do that? I don't know. You probably know better than, than I do because this is where you specialize. Well, we do it because it's uncomfortable, because it's, it's hard. But on the other side of facing those things that are hard, as you're describing, there is this love, there is this compassion, there is this peace and calm that allows you to wake up the next morning from a night of crying in the fetal position, feeling neutral, feeling somehow light and calm it's spiritual you know it's it's spiritual on a level you know to be able to tap into that and to realize that that's inside of you that even while you're in the fetal position crying and feeling all the things you're releasing it and then you can be what it needs right the compassion can come in the 
the the curiosity, right? The clarity, all of that can come in and it all exists inside. So it really is this beautiful, I feel like diving into the uncomfortable emotions is just your greatest, greatest teacher. I mean, I have really grown the most when I've been able to dive into what's triggering me. You know, I mean, when do we ever learn anything really profound through like, yeah, I knocked it out of the park. It was great. Oh, it was easy. Okay. But when it's hard, when it's hard and you're like failing and you're, you're beating your brow, as I call it, that's when you really learn those amazing, amazing lessons. I mean, that moment changed the whole trajectory of my life. Like literally, because I thought of before this interview, I thought of it. I thought about like, what was the, what was the one was that moment that like changed my life and that was it it was that rock bottom moment where it came into the anger and was able to see all the layers you know and and have compassion because before I would feel shame I would I would be like I would feel weakness in crying or emoting you know yeah yeah so one thing that you did to support yourself was you walked into a therapist's office, as you said, and you you got some support when you did that digging. Now, you could have come out of this experience and said, therapy was such an important part of my healing journey. I'm going to become a therapist. But you didn't. You walked through this journey and said, I'm going to become a coach. I'm going to become a nurse coach. So I'm curious to know how did this whole journey of personal growth and personal healing, how did that tie in and is that connected to your being and becoming a nurse coach? Yeah, I love, love that question. Hired a therapist who helped me so much through that childhood trauma. Really the most profound thing she ever did to me, I, I'll never forget, was was tell me like that she believed me, you know? But what did happen though, Heather, was it was your traditional talk therapy. And I had, whoo, I had 40 years of stuff coming up and it was overwhelming. It was gushing out all of a sudden. And I was like in a panic and I didn't know what to do. So I was like, I need more. I need more. I need other tools. I need other things. Like, and I was just frantically searching and that's when I started finding the tools and reading the books and finding the coaches. And all of a sudden, the personal development work that I would dabble in before was landing differently for me, you know. And one of the most amazing tools that I discovered was EFT tapping. Ooh, that was a godsend because sometimes I couldn't quite get mindful. I couldn't quite get quiet and still. And it was, you know, tapping was great for that. But what happened was my healing led to this spaciousness and this clearing inside of me that I had never felt. And I'm just going to tell you what happened. Depression left my body. I literally felt it leave my body. I felt a veil come off my head, like literally in the kitchen one day. I remember the moment I came off antidepressants. My body rejected alcohol for the first time in my life. I was a binge drinker up until then. And I have no alcohol in my house now. I don't desire it. Drinking makes me sick all of a sudden for the first time in my life. And my vision cleared up. Like whoosh, all of a sudden I could see like I had never seen before. So with that, I started doing things that I had never done before, like uncluttering my home and 
seeing dreams come to pass, like I bought my children their first car. And then it was like, what's next? What else is possible? What else is possible? And it was like the biggest thing for me was the job, was the career. I was like, nope, I'm good. Like that's too big to tackle or to change. But then I opened up to it and thought, what is it that I love to do? What what do I love so much I would do for free? And what is it? And it was all of the other things that I was discovering through the personal development, all the mindful tools and the tapping and the diving deep and then the shifting the inner critic that I was like in love with. And I was like, what if I could do this? Well, that's like a dream. How would I do this? And I always say, Heather, I don't know if it's the universe or the Facebook algorithm, but I swear your ad came came across my world. And I actually pray and thank God for you guys taking out Facebook ads. Because when that came across my world, it was only a matter of several months before I signed up and I decided to go for it. And that was huge for me. I mean, huge. And even the investment, right? Like, like I was not someone who would invest money in myself like that. You know, therapy was covered by insurance with a small little copay. <laughs> you know, like books were, were, were free through the library. You know what I mean? But to like invest in something like that was huge for me. But I opened up to it and I was like, what else is possible? And like, that was it. I dove headfirst into your program and like the rest is history. But like, I just, I just loved it. My life is continuing to change every day because of it. Yeah. And I think that we see that happen so often in our own lives and with our clients. It's, it's, at that moment that we begin to do the work and we begin to confront the emotions and we begin to clear through some of the emotions and create that space that then, as you said, the veil of our own making, the veil lifts and we begin to see more clearly so that the next thing on our path has a tendency to appear in that moment. Even if we don't know what it is, even if we're not necessarily looking for it, but it tends to be at that moment that it falls in front of us. And we're like, you know what? Now I'm ready. Maybe it had even been there. You know, maybe you had even seen that same Facebook ad 16 times before, but, but literally did not see it because you weren't at that place. Who knows? But. Amy, I'm so glad <laughs> that it did fall across your eyes in that moment and that you jumped in because, because you are just such a, a powerhouse in this space, really leveraging your personal experience, your growth, and then all of these tools that you've learned inside of the nurse coaching program, but also all of these other tools that you have taken it upon yourself to, to know and to utilize and to practice so that you can then bring them to support your clients. This is literally me living my dream, like doing coaching. Like coaching is, as soon as I got into the program, as soon as I started coaching, I really used my high achiever and my perfectionist to my good, right? To like succeed at the program. But it was like, oh no, this is what I meant to do. It was just so clear to me. Like I just could feel it from head to toe. And I was like, this is what I meant to do. I love this. I love this work. Like I want to I want to do this work. I want to coach this work and and yeah, I'm just I, I'm literally living my my dream career right now. 
Hey, hey, quick detour from the episode. We wanted to let you know that our next training is starting soon and there's still time to enroll. You get everything you need to become a board certified nurse coach, a world-class learning experience, expert mentorship, and access to the most amazing community of like-minded nurses. We have a limited number of spots left and our courses always sell out. So if you've been thinking about becoming a nurse coach, don't wait. The next start date is right around the corner and we don't want you to miss it. Oh, and one more thing. If you're looking to 10X your practice, check out the 2024 Nurse Coach Conference. It's going to be an epic gathering of hundreds of powerful healers as we all come together to elevate our practice and transform healthcare. Tickets for the 2024 Nurse Coach Conference are on sale now and we can't wait to see you there. All right, now let's get back to the episode. So tell me about your dream career. Tell me what it is that you do as a nurse coach. Like, who do you work with? How do you support them? And and what is this dream that you're living, Amy? I will just say, starting out, it was coaching my butt off. Anyone that would let me coach them, for a lot for free. And I just wanted to share, because I love to do my numbers, like at the end of the year, the end of first year of business, I gave 145 free coaching hours away. Like, Woo! just want to say. That is coaching your butt off to the max, Amy. Congrats. <laughs> Hell yeah. Do you realize how much practice that is? No wonder you're so good at what you do. I love that. Yeah, I just coached my butt off and for free. And then I created, but I created clients. So I created clients from that. And then by the ends of year one, I was able to see, like, what is it, again, beating my brow, like, who am I? What do I do? Who do I coach? Right? Like, the niche thing just, like, haunts everybody. But it just came to me one day. So it's interesting. I really do feel like it comes to you, but then you just decide. It's, like, really a conscious decision on your part so it came in, but it was like, yep, that's what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. I'm helping women to create confidence and courage and emotional freedom in their life. So that uh, so then was born confidence through emotional mastery. And I was doing one-on-one -on -one coaching. And then now I have a group. So what I do is, is I help women, nurses, entrepreneurs are mainly the ones that are coming in and I help them to create that confidence and that courage by strengthening all those leadership qualities within them and being able to be what all the vulnerable parts of them need. And, and through that, it's, it's a tandem. It's a tandem experience of going back to roots and origins and healing and being what the child parts of you needed, as well as moving forward and creating the future self that you aspire and desire to be. Because what I've really learned is that they they happen in tandem, they happen at the same time, and they both sort of potentiate one another, right? Like the healing and the creation. It's sort of just like it unfolds at the same time, so to speak. Yes. So I want to ask you more questions about the evolution of your practice. But before I get into that, this is interesting because you're talking about the healing and the creation and you've shared with us some of your healing and, and now we're getting into your creation of this dream life and practice. But one thing that comes to mind as you continue to make references to 
the deep healing and to some of the traumas and to some of those very heavy emotions and going back to childhood and, and really looking back at what we need to heal. Well, when a lot of people hear that, we think therapy, like that is in a box alone for therapy. And yet here you're talking about, you've, you've had that experience in therapy and now you're still able to bring some of that, a lot of that into your coaching while also looking forward at the creation side of this most amazing life you're helping your clients live. How can you sort of explain and help our listeners understand and tease apart the differences really between therapy and between coaching? And, and why is it so important to create space for the past inside of coaching, even though coaching is a future-oriented model. When we're dealing with emotions, when we're dealing with very strong emotions, they usually do come from the past. So, you know, a great example is social anxiety. You know, a lot of us will feel social anxiety. We're getting ready for a party and we just feel like, oh, and right, all of a sudden we're like, oh my God, I'm so fat. I have nothing to wear. Like, this is going to be terrible. No one's going to talk to me. And then we just have this feeling like we don't want to go to the party. And that's happening in the here and now, right? And that's social anxiety. But guess what? It actually stems from the past. And if you just follow the breadcrumbs of that social anxiety and, and go back to when it started or when you first remember it, there's something that happened from the past. There's actually a child part of you that's wounded. And what happens is we get kind of split off from ourselves at those wounding points in that trauma. So it's not really you, the 42-year-old adult that doesn't want to go to the party. It's actually the five-year-old who got made fun of at school and had this like traumatic experience. So when we go back and when we work with the five-year-old part of you, we're freeing up the 42-year-old part of you to then, right, strengthen that, that courage, that compassion, right? She could be with that child part needs. And then she can move forward freer and more spaciousness. Sometimes when you do that work, the thing that's happening in the here and now is not even a problem anymore. Sometimes it literally just like doesn't even feel the same. Um, but at the very least, it will lighten up. So the, the going back really does free up you in the present. And what I want to say with therapy is there are differences. I like to say that therapy and coaching are like cousins. So they're part of the same family, but they're different family members, right? So we don't diagnose in coaching. That's a big difference from therapy. We are not the expert in coaching. You are. You, the client, are the expert. You are the lead. You are the, the healer. You have everything within you. You are perfect and whole just as you are, right? We're not looking for what part of you is broken. We're, we're actually understanding the part of you that you hate about yourself, that you think makes you broken. We're actually understanding how that part was created. You know, the people pleaser. Who doesn't identify with that part? But that people pleaser has served you so well. It has kept you safe and alive up until now. It has a really strong job. And that people pleaser is the part of you that you created when you were the five-year-old having to do what the big people were telling you to do. And you had to please your parents, right? And it served you. It served you then. 
it's not serving you now as an adult, but it certainly doesn't make you broken. It just makes you human. So with coaching, we're really coming at you from you're already perfect and whole just the way you are. And actually, the paradox, Heather, of transformation, as we all know, right, Carl Rogers, is that in order to transform something, we need to actually accept it. So how do I accept this part of me (laughs) that I don't like really is the biggest piece of the puzzle in your greatest transformation and healing. And that is the biggest difference, I think, whereas therapy comes at you from a what's wrong with me. Give me a diagnosis. Give me some medicine, maybe. And the thing is, I remember going to therapy and I wasn't being given tools to use outside the therapy container. I wasn't taking a deep dive into my body. We were actually talking about things. We were bringing up trauma in a way that was re-traumatizing me. So as much as I love my therapist, I'm really grateful that she re-traumatized the heck out of me because it was that that had me searching for other modalities that have led me to coaching. So I see like the story unfold and the puzzle pieces and how it had to be. But I want to tell you, Heather, when I went back and I was working with my therapist, I was in a lot of pain with that trauma coming up and out. And like, I needed more. Like, I needed more that just talking about it was not working for me at all. Yeah, thank you for speaking to that and for, you know, helping to tease them apart. Because I think a lot of times we, it can be easy to think of coaching as well, first mistake coaching for telling people what to do, which is obviously the polar opposite of what we do as coaches, but also can be, you know, simplified to setting goals, taking action, you know, taking those steps to create your dream life. And we do all of that. We help our clients with all of that because it is future-oriented, goal-oriented, take action, be proactive. That's how you take personal responsibility for your own health and wellness and ideal life. And it's also going back to the root cause. It's getting more in touch with those emotions. It's learning to communicate with yourself differently, learning to get in your head in a different way, get in your body in a different way, get out of your head and out of your body in a different way. And, and it's, it's all of that, I think, that makes coaching such a powerful modality because there is room inside of it to bring in all of these other pieces and all of the facets of what it means to be human. And I want to say, this space. I mean, what we learned in the collective, how to hold the space. And I know this is mostly nurses and coaches, but for those of you that don't know what hold space means, it's a coach speak term. And it just means basically to be with, like to be with and to be listening with almost your whole, right, your whole self. And I will never forget some of the most powerful coaching sessions I had, Heather, were my peers coaching me in the collective because I had never experienced, I was I was reading books by famous coaches, you know, and I was going to a therapist, but I had never been coached by, you know, a nurse coach before. So, I mean, it was, it was profound for someone to be like, literally like, like you, like, okay, Amy, I could see what's happening over there, right? Like watching the body language and all of that. It's so profound when somebody can say, Oh, like what your eyebrow just went up when you said that. 
you know, catching that, those little sort of like you're saying one thing, but your body's saying another. I mean, that's really profound for someone when you point that stuff out to them. So what I think you're alluding to here is like, there are all of the techniques that we can talk about as a nurse coach, right? There's the goal setting, there's the listening deeply, the active listening, there's the, you know, creating powerful questions. And then there is also the way you be, right? Just simply the way you are with another person and the way that you hold space and are present and truly allowing that client sitting in front of you to feel heard, to feel seen, to feel witnessed, to feel loved, understood, believed in, possibly for the first and only time in that person's life. It is so powerful. It is so transformative. It sets the stage for transformation to occur in that way. It's almost like there are no words. I'm hearing you speak and I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And it's so hard to put into words how powerful that is. And stating those agreements, you know, at the beginning of the, of every session, you know, I always say the values in this container are unconditional love, non-judgment, curiosity. Every part of you is welcome. Even the ones that you're afraid to speak into existence, they will only be met with, you know, love and non-judgment. Because you know what? Feeling a feeling or thinking a thought is one thing. And then judging the hell out of it and making yourself making yourself so wrong for feeling it and making it mean that like everything's gone wrong and I'm broken and something's wrong with me right that's that's the ju- that's the judgment so when we take that away it's like whoosh, all of a sudden we just have this emotion we have this feeling we have this thought and we can come to it in a different way and now we can work on transformation if we want to releasing giving it what it needs it's it's so powerful. <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, that's what you got to do, right? You said you said you had this moment where you said, how can I do every day what I love to do? What's the work that I can do that's not going to feel like work? So here we get to hear you talk about it. And what you keep coming back to is, I just love it. <laughs> you know, like that's that's what you want. That's what you want your profession to do for you is that as you're talking about it, you have to close the sentence with, <gasps> I just love it, right? We want to be filled up by our work. We want to be inspired by the awesomeness that we get to create, the impact that we have. And I know you and I and many, many, many other nurses out there have felt that like that's what we wanted when we became nurses and we didn't find it in the traditional setting. So I am so, so grateful that you're, you know, here with me in this professional nurse coaching world where you and I have both been able to find that. That is available to anyone that's willing, you know, that's just willing to ask themselves a deeper question of, you know, what would it look like? What would it look like to, to, to do something I love, you know, and how does that look? You know, most nurses are, are natural caretakers, givers, healers in a sense, And I just want to say, you know, there's nurses leaving the profession and becoming coaches for all different reasons. I just want to share, Heather, that I was not unhappy in nursing. I was actually very good. Like, I was like, I'm good. I'm cool. You know what I mean? Like, I've got it good. I've I've got this manager job. It works well with my family. Like, it pays well, right? It 
all of these good things, but I aspired to dream big. I aspired to go after something not just good, but like amazing, you know? And that's how I came to nurse coaching. I really opened up to something even bigger and better than I could imagine. I love that. Thank you for saying that because I think I'm an example of one and many nurses do come into this field because they are so burnt out with the model and they are desperate for change and, you know, just like hoping, praying that nurse coaching could be this thing that feels different and better and more fulfilling. Um, But not everybody has that experience. There are plenty of nurses like you who feel like I'm actually good. I've been in this role for 23 years. I'm confident. I got a good paycheck. I can take care of my family in this way. But then there's like the little voice somewhere. And when you start listening to it, sometimes it gets louder and louder and louder. And you listen to it. And it was calling you to something greater. And and you're doing something great in this moment. And And I think only continuing to get bigger and bigger and bigger and greater as you go deeper into your practice, Amy. That's the plan where you're you're right on that is the plan that's that's the vision right yeah so so let's let's go back because i want you to tell me about your growth of your professional practice a little bit more because you started by saying you worked with all of these clients and all of these sessions for free and you're not still coaching for free in fact I happen to have the numbers because you shared them with me before, but like shine some light on what business looked like for you in the launch, in the first year, in the second year, because these are some pretty cool things to feel damn proud of. I will say first and foremost, I am a, I was the DIY, like do-it-yourself queen. And I decided when I decided to go after the dream, I decided I'm not doing this alone. I'm, you know, I believe in the power of coaching. I'm going to hire a business coach because what the hell do I know about business? Nothing. Like I knew nothing, but coached my butt off, coached for free, ended up creating, I will just say, I brought in 75K my first year, right, in business. So like I had created like 20 something clients. And just for this podcast, I did my numbers for year two. I'm on a trajectory to close out the year at 175K this year. Woo! Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, Amy. Ooh. Amy, hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on, because you had to even like pause and take a deep breath before you said that number. So what, what, <laughs> tell me about that, those emotions that you're mastering over there when you say that number. Yeah. So, vulnerability is the key to human connection. And I am constantly, you know, up leveling on that. And for me to share those numbers is is a testament to the work that I've done because um, I'm really sharing them because I actually want to inspire. I actually want to give hope and I'm damn proud, right? But me sharing the numbers, you know, I was a, you don't share numbers with anybody. That's a, that's a no, no. You don't talk about politics. You don't talk about how much money you make. You know what I mean? So that's just vulnerable for me to share. But when I did the numbers, I was like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. I need to celebrate, you know, and I want to share that it's possible 
It really is possible if you just don't quit. Just keep practicing your courage day after day. Well, I'm so grateful that you have chosen to share that because I know it will give hope and I know that it will inspire Amy. And I also know that you came into becoming an entrepreneur, becoming a nurse coach in private practice with your own shit around money, right? We all have our own money stories. So how did you navigate through that to get to where you are today? What's what's helped you to work through that within yourself? Number one, hiring the business coaches that I hired to tell me what I'm able to start at, right? Because if they didn't tell me, like, you can start at this range, I would have never even started there. I would have started so much lower, right? But really doing the work in here, right, is always, always the work. So it's really just saying the number, wanting to vomit, like, and then seeing that people are willing to actually pay it, right? And then doing the work to feel worthy of it, really. So there's the, the right. I always, I, I love this. This is one of the pillars in my coaching is I say there's setting the vision, getting clear in your vision, but also getting worthy of it. Because a lot of us don't believe we're quite worthy. So yeah, I want to make a million dollars, but are you worthy of it? Because if you're not, you're not going to, you're not going to be able to open up to it. So it was really doing the work of worthiness. And that looked like doing like, little self-guided money programs on the side and just, you know, doing my EFT tapping through the uncomfortable crap that was coming up, getting back to roots and origins. So doing the deeper work, but practicing my courage in it throughout and adjusting, adjusting my container to, to create the worthiness that I saw fit. So I don't think there's anything wrong with you know, I was told to do it in this way, but then I like added in a few extra things and I added in a program and I added in a Facebook group and I added in, you know, and I started creating the container that I saw as worthy of the number that I wanted. And that really was the work, but you got it. I always say <laughs> creating confidence there is a first step and that's that's courage. You have to be willing to practice courage, which means do something when you have no confidence in it. Do something scared in order to create the confidence that you desire. Confidence is like this muscle that we build through the repetition of courage. So that's it. Courage, hiring a coach to tell me what to do and just doing the deeper work with the emotions and everything as it was coming up for me. Fascinating. Would you be willing, Amy, to share that number that you were given the guidance to start out with um, that was mind-blowing for you so that others can hear that baseline? Yeah, I was told that I could start at a three-month coaching container at $1,500 and wanted to vomit. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, I'm not just going to charge 50 bucks an hour, you know what I mean? Like, so that was where I started. And then I just, as the clients were coming in and I was realizing, okay, like then you get comfortable. You get comfortable at the number and you feel your worthiness there. And then you stretch yourself. You stretch yourself and you work more and more up as you go. 
And I want to say a lot of people will say like, oh, but what about people that can't afford? And what about this? We uh, we are in the line of service. Like, so I have, you know, like I have a free Facebook group and I give so much value. I think all of us as coaches are, right, even you with this podcast, right? So you figure out, you know, at first it was free coaching sessions, but then you figure out as as you move forward how to give how to give value in other ways, you know, without it being like an hour coaching session. And I give so much value in my, you know, free Facebook group. Yeah. And thanks for pointing that out because I think, you know, one of the reasons why talking about money gets such a bad rap is because there is that tendency to believe that like, oh, if you are charging good money, making good money, then you don't care about the people who, you know, supposedly could not afford what it is that you have to offer. And that's nothing could be farther from the truth, right? You you get to create a practice in a way that brings you in this income that can sustain you to a place where you are fully thriving so that you get to show up as exactly who you want to be for exactly who you want to be there for and serve them in whatever capacity, right? We know tons of nurse coaches who offer things pro bono. They offer things on a sliding scale, but you don't have the freedom to make those offers and to give you yourself and your time that way unless you are also earning a good income. If this is if this is your job, if this is what you're doing for a profession. So I, I really think it's it's great to hear you speak to that. And Amy, your growth is phenomenal. Um, You know, the numbers are nice to hear because I think, and I, I have a couple that you shared with me before the podcast too. I think, you know, learning that you are now at approaching that 175K mark for your only your second year in business, that you are regularly able to celebrate five figure months, that you had a 30K launch and that now you told us where you started, but now your coaching packages are ranging from the 3K to the 9.5K per coaching agreement. And I imagine that's over months and months. I mean, these are huge, huge things to celebrate and feel proud of and to talk about because it's okay to talk about financial success. And I know that your success is more than monetary. So I am curious before we close, if you might be willing to share, what is the biggest success for you feel like? Is it it could be money, but but I'm curious if it is. What is the biggest thing that defines success for you in your role as a nurse coach? Yeah, that's such a good question. And I want to tell you that. When the going gets tough in entrepreneurship, which, by the way, Heather knows, it does. <laughs> it does. You're go. You're going to want to run back to that job that you hate. You're you're going to want to run back to it. So I just want everyone here to know <laughs> that entrepreneurship literally has you at certain points, like higher than you've ever been, and really, really fearful and low too. And again, that's part of. It's a part of part of your biggest life because you're more with you than you've ever had you've ever been before <laughs> that's the thing about being an entrepreneur it's you and you're feeling it you're feeling it you know if you're choosing not to do the things you used to do if you're practicing what you coach you're feeling all of it 
What keeps me in it, Heather, and this is like, again, that one thing that really just, that keeps me in it, and I will never, never go back, is the fact that I have 100% freedom to be who I truly am. Out there in my business, my business is so authentic to me, my core values, who I am, I get to provide value in the way that I choose. I get to teach courage and confidence and emotional freedom, which is something I love to learn and teach about. And that for me is everything. To go back and work for someone that tells me I have to do this thing in this way and be this way And I have to go back to putting on the masks and the armor and hiding who I truly am and what I truly think in the way where I now have just the ultimate freedom to do it all the time. That, that is everything because I am a girl after freedom. (laughs) Always have been, always will be. It's freedom. It's personal freedom. It's And I have it. Like, I totally have it. If I were to literally, like, die tomorrow, I would feel like I lived a a great life. And most of it was from what I've done in the last two, three freaking years. Like, it's been amazing. That is so, so incredible to hear. I think that theme of freedom is going to ring true to many, many people because it's it's such a reason why we're pursuing our dreams. Why do we pursue our dreams? Why do we want to make more money? Why do we want to have a job that fulfills us? Well, it's because we want the freedom to live the kind of life we want, to be the kind of people that we want to be, to have the kind of relationships that we want to have, to feel how we want to feel. All of that is freedom, Amy. So I am just so excited for you. I am so thrilled for you. I'm impressed by the fact that you have pulled all of this off while also being a single mom of three boys myself recently becoming a mom of just one little teeny tiny who barely needs anything from me i can't imagine how you have pulled all of this off with with three running around (laughs) and i'm just just so thrilled for you and i'm cannot wait to see what's next Mm. yeah thank you so much heather this is just I love conversations like this where we get to just dive in and just talk about what we love and celebrate and and be real too, right? It doesn't mean that it's going to feel happy, happy, joy, joy all the time. It's actually you're going to feel everything. 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 Yes, that's the takeaway. You're going to feel everything. And that's the point. That's the fun part. <laughs> That's where growth lives. Amy, is there anything else on your heart that you want to share before we close out? Thank you for being here with me. Thank you for celebrating with me. And, you know, we're all special in our own way. And at the same token, I'm not special in that what I've managed to do, to create, to decide to be is available for anyone that is willing to truly say yes to themselves like that's really what it takes it just takes you to decide like i'm freaking worth it i'm worth the time i'm worth the energy i'm worth the money to live my best life in this short time that i have here on this earth you know so what are you waiting for that's that's sort of like my question 
Yeah. An invitation to everyone listening to say yes to yourself and to ask yourself, what are you waiting for? Amy, thank you so much for being here. Such an honor to get to spend this time with you. Nurses and nurse coaches, I hope you have enjoyed hanging out with the powerful nurse coach, Amy Colombo. Keep on your radar, put it on your calendar. The Nurse Coach Conference coming up in 2024. It's gonna be so much fun. We're gonna get to do all kinds of deep work. Amy, any chance we'll get to see you there? I'm there. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Awesome. Well, I can't wait to give you a big hug and get to continue more of this good conversation. Thanks, Amy. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you enjoyed this podcast, head on over to nursecoachcollective.com where you can start your journey to becoming a nurse coach and get in on the most transformative specialty in nursing. Create more freedom and fulfillment in your career and connect with some of the coolest nurses on the planet. We've got a free training and tons of resources to help you get started. So go to nursecoachcollective.com. That's nursecoachcollective.com.